let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Fulter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. The Green Bay Health Project Podcast is sponsored by Movement, Performance, and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's M-V-M-T-G-B.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project podcast. Today, we are talking with Tabitha Eitenbrook, um, a family nurse practitioner at Loyley um, Family Practice down in Appleton. Um, Tabitha, thanks for talking, taking some time out of your schedule. I'm looking forward to this. Me too. Thanks for the invite. It's going to be super dope. Um, and I'm looking forward to learning more about what you guys are doing. So if you can, I know we were kind of talking a bit um, prior to the recording, but let's start with background and kind of how all of this came to be. I think it'll be cool. Sure. Uh, well, some people have, you know, a vision their whole lives of, of what they want to be. Uh, that wasn't so much my situation. <laughs> um, I had a really um, amazing mom and dad. And um, so my mom saw healthcare in me. She saw that I was a natural caregiver and um, really graciously steered me in that direction. So I became a RN in 2007, and I've worked in what I would call corporate healthcare uh, since then. And over the years, I just saw less and less of the patient um, truly as the center. I saw patient-centered care, for example, on billboards and things like that. But actually, in the healthcare environment, I saw that we were really serving the insurance companies, or we were serving Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, we were serving the corporations, and it wasn't so much about the patient. So fast forward to COVID, which who has that not impacted, um, <laughs> right. particularly uh, within my family and within my personal passion for healthcare, um, that really influenced us. So mm -hmm. my husband and I took the leap last fall, decided to leave my very stable job um, and decided to open Loyally. So I opened in February of this year of 2022, um, and it's been incredible. And so a big part of the inspiration really was around stepping away from the model that so tied to insurance and really mm -hmm. approaching the self-pay model, which has taken some pretty big wings over the last decade um, nationally. And I'd, I really hope to see it grow in our area as well. Yeah, I think, like you said, COVID kind of impacted everybody. But I, Erica and I talk about this all the time. Like, it looks like there is a shift happening and like we kind of follow trends and whatnot. Obviously, because I mean, we're self-pay as well. You kind of take mm -hmm. that middleman out of it and you can actually treat the person as a person, um, which it sounds like you're about as well. But I think there's definitely a shift happening to where people are starting to realize like, hey, that side of things great for like emergency care right. and like saving lives, but not necessarily proactive teaching healthy habits um, and things like that. There's just not time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, right. So when you look at the statistics of cost for healthcare nationwide, Wisconsin is the fourth highest. Wow. So when you look into deeper, why is Wisconsin the fourth highest? Um, the way that the agencies who report on that, the way they do the benchmarking is they look at um, how much is it costing people in that state compared to what the Medicare uh, reimbursement rates would be. Um, so we're significantly high here in Wisconsin. And part of that is lack of competition. There's been so many hospital mergers. Um, and so these, these organizations that are caring for high volumes of people in primary care, where you should be educating, you should be taking the time to really um, dig deep to understand the causes behind the symptoms that people are having, um, there's not time to do that because you need more and more through, throughput to be able to um, get the money that you need to keep the large corporation moving. So um, really the vision behind what's called direct primary care or direct to consumer health care or concierge medicine, those are all different terms that kind of I fall under that umbrella, um, is really just a fee for service. So if you are having headaches and you want to be seen, you pay a flat rate. When you're using your insurance, there's a, a variety of copays that you might pay um, out of pocket deductibles um, are quite high for my family personally at $17,000. So with primary care, what are the odds we'll be hitting that um, unless someone has you know, a surgery or an emergency or something like that? So um, I'm seeing that more and more people are willing to pay that self-pay when it's reasonable um, because they're getting truly personalized care and, and ample time. Yeah. Are you seeing um, when people come to you that they're just like, not, I guess blown away could be said just because it's like, oh, hey, this is what it should be like. This is what I'm used to. There's a huge right. difference. And it's like now they're they're bought in because you simply can give them the time yeah. that they need and deserve. Yeah, there's a lot of tears um, in my <laughs> office of really, I can talk about more than one issue. Yeah. I can I can, you know, get answers on all of these medications. I don't have to just limit it to one time and then I have to come back. Um, so I get a lot of really grateful um, tears, which I, I'm a crier too. So we end up, everybody needs a tissue. Um, but I will say, you know, if you, if you think back to the TV shows we watched as kids, the Waltons, Dr. Quinn, uh, Lauren Goes Wilder, you know, you, you saw the doc doing home visits. You saw um, trading chickens for services. You saw all these things. Um, and it, it was really about getting that health care to the person. And so I'm really excited um, to be able to get back to that. So when we opened in February of this year, um, I say we because it really is a passion project for my husband and I, um, mm-hmm. and I'm the only nurse practitioner here at the clinic. So the we is my husband, Andy, and I. And um, so when we opened, I got a lot of kind of surprised comments from people saying, ooh, where are you going to get patients? You know, who's, who's going to want to pay when they have their insurance? And so more and more, I've been able to educate and say, are you hitting your deductible anyway? Um, when you go to the Wisconsin Price Point website, website which is part of the Wisconsin Hospital Association, you can look up by county the average cost for things. So the average cost for um, tubes, you know, for a kid's surgical procedure, the average cost for an office visit or wart removal. You can look up all those averages and they're mostly above the 200s um, into the thousands. So in a self-pay model, you can keep that cost down. You don't need anybody navigating the insurance paperwork. You don't need um, that whole team of office people to do that. And so the cost can be kept down. So I think I've really um, been grateful to see most of my patients have insurance and they just still choose um, to be in the driver's seat of their own health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's a nice little shift as well as like going self-pay. These people are 
truly committed. They're not going through things because they're being told they need to do this. Yeah. It's their decision, their investment, and it's like they're tr- again truly dedicated to their health, which is really cool because you're working probably with some pretty cool people. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of a personal question <laughs> that popped up because obviously um, Erica and I are it's our business and we're married what's the dynamic like how how big of a change has that been for um, you guys well it's been a positive change truly yeah. more than more than anything negative so um, my husband is very artistic he's very practically skilled um i couldn't have a logo or rack cards or a website or any of that without him mm-hmm. uh, and so it really feels like a partnership i'm providing the medical uh, side of things and he's providing a lot of those other logistics that i need um oh. So I think I think the family was designed to work together, mm-hmm. um, to be part of something together, um, and that's been really helpful for our family. We have two boys, and so um, it's the whole family thing. Yeah. They come here and help me mop. They help me organize. We get packages, you know, delivered to home and at the clinic. They hang out here sometimes and do school. Uh, we homeschool, and so it's it's a real uh, family investment. But it's so great for us to just be together and all working towards the same goal. I was just going to say, like, the dynamic of that and everybody working together to accomplish the same thing yeah. is awesome. And yeah. it's, it's a really cool thing when that all happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about some of the services that you um, do that people might be interested in hearing about. So what, what are we looking at? Like, what are some of the things you can do? Well, when you think of family practice or primary care, um, that's typically where that first layer of diagnosis happens. That's where the preventative screenings happen. Um, and so I do all of those things, whether it be blood work or x-rays, um, and then referring to specialists when I need to. So some things are requiring an ear, nose, and throat specialist, for example, or time for your colonoscopy. Um, I don't provide that here, so I got to ship you out somewhere else. Um, and so I really provide that coordination of care, and then I manage what I can. So whether that be um, basic common cold, um, of course, influenza and COVID these days, mm-hmm. wart removal, mole removal, stitches, um, and then basic screening labs as well as diagnostic labs for things like diabetes, high cholesterol, um, wow. high blood pressure, yeah, all of those kind of general practice things. Yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, you're, you're really doing it all. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it um, keeps things exciting for me. You know, in my previous positions uh, within healthcare as a registered nurse, I did a lot more surgical um, types of specialties. And so I managed patients right coming out of the recovery room. Um, I was responsible for the trauma program operations um, here in the Valley. And so everything I did was surgical um, Mm -hmm. connection. And I thought, oh, family medicine, that's not nearly as exciting as surgery. (laughs) Um, And then I started spending time with people and realizing I can really make a difference on their day to day, how they feel how they feel waking up in the morning, um, identifying imbalances in their system that we can manage with some simple lifestyle changes and some complementary services like physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, massage therapy. I can help people feel better on a day-to-day basis and it doesn't have to be a big surgical thing. Um, And so that really became exciting to me. Cool. How long are like a, how long is like a clinic visit? What does that, how does that look? So I block 30 minutes. Um, and as much as someone wants to pack into that time, they can. Uh, so in a traditional setting, you might have five to 10 minutes, you know, at the most with a provider. Um, 
And the rest of the time of your appointment is spent with the medical assistant or the nursing team, getting your blood pressure, updating your medications, maybe drawing some blood. So here at Loyally, I do all of those things. I do the scheduling. I greet you when you come in. Um, I check your blood pressure. I update your medication list. And then we dive into the, um, the exam portion um, and kind of that collection of history and what's going on with you. And then we make the plan. Um, and, and I do all those things. So I do a lot for 30 minutes with the patient. And then my documentation is outside of that. So the patient um, gets my full attention for that time. Nice. That's really cool. I, I think that's one of my biggest arguments or issues with things is that like five to 10 minute time you get, it's literally like I talk, we, we talk to people for like 10 to 15 minutes before we even like get right. started at things. And you walk right. into a, a physician's office or something like that. And again, it's the system. It's not the practitioner um right and i want to be clear on that like it's no fault of anybody's it's just the system and how it works um but you get five to ten minutes that's enough to say hey nice to meet you what's going on here's a prescription see you later we'll check in in two weeks yeah yeah and you know people ask me about how do you when you're doing all of those things when you're the scheduler and you know and doing the visits and the documentation how do you balance things in your life and i don't think i have that down pat quite yet um, but yeah. I do, if patients are willing to come to me and kind of a little bit of a leap for them to, mm-hmm. to change what they're used to. Um, so if they entrust me with that responsibility and I form a relationship with them, I'm available by text, phone, email. Um, I really appreciate being able to informally, you know, connect with people. So if I have a little kiddo in here and I say, oh, there's an ear infection starting, let's be conservative. Here's some things you can try at home. Text me in a couple days how he's doing. You know, and then I can communicate with patients that way. So sometimes I feel um, bad for my family about that, you know, that I'm kind of always available. But my son, who's only eight, was so profound a couple weeks ago. I said, I'm sorry, but I have to take a quick phone call. And he said, it's okay, mom, you're the only person they have. And I was like, wow, Wow. thank you. (laughs) I mean, that was just beautiful to come from his mouth. So it just, that's just one way to show that this really is a, um, a family conviction and passion for all of us. Yeah. That's incredible. That's special. We don't have kids, but we have two dogs and they tell us when they're angry. Yeah. <laughs> or not getting the attention. Yeah. 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 They, they let us know. Um, yeah. But that is a hard balance. And if you figure it out, please let us know. We're three years, three years in and it's still like a balancing act at times. Yeah. But, um, but it's so fulfilling. That's the thing, right? It's, it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. There's, there's yeah. a deeper meaning and why behind it. Yeah. And everybody understands. And that just makes it even cooler. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Eight years old when he said that, huh? I know. He's, he's pretty top-notch. <laughs> he's got all the emotional intelligence. Um, yeah. It's really great. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's real cool. Um, and then you do uh, virtual visits as well, right? I do, like yeah. You can, so how does... Does that give you freedom outside of Wisconsin as well? Right. So yeah. when I'm traveling, I don't really have a backup. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's in the, in the future planning, but I don't today. So, um, yeah, I've managed people from when I'm in Florida. I've been um, actually in Florida a couple of times managing virtual patients. Um, I've done a little bit of locums work in the Milwaukee area. And if someone has, you know, a sinus infection or a migraine that just won't give or, um, they're about to travel and they forgot to come see me and they have really bad motion sickness or, 
you know, there's all sorts of things um, that I can do through virtual visits. So I prefer for patients that are established with right. me, um, but I have taken on new patients with that format as well. Yeah, that's, I think, you know, there was a lot of things that I was hoping for coming out of COVID mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of them were hit or met. Um, but I think the one biggest thing is a positive is that people can get, there's a greater or greater and broader reach for mm-hmm. people to get the help they need. Um, and we kind of found how of an impactful tool like virtual stuff is and video and what can be accomplished. So if there's one positive coming out of that thing, it's maybe that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and there's a lot that I can help a family do while they're at home. So mm-hmm. um, if a mom calls and says, my son has a bellyache, we're concerned with appendicitis. Okay, well, mm. did you try this? Can you push here? Tell me what happens. Stay on the phone. And, you know, I just kind of coach the parent through an exam mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, and it's terrific to be able to do that and save them a trip in if I can and say, no, he's fine till morning. Let's, I'll see at eight tomorrow. Um, you know, those kind of things I have the flexibility to navigate. Through. Yeah. And that's really nice. And people that's invaluable. I think just the availability, obviously I don't think people take advantage of it. I mean, most people don't. Yeah. Not yet. But, it, it's yeah. been terrific. Yeah. People have been really respectful and, um, and, uh, just doing it when it makes sense to call and just right. almost triage over the phone. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think that's cool. It's also empowerful for people to be like, oh, hey, I can talk to this professional in the area. They can walk me through what to do. And if they feel that everything's okay, like, mm-hmm. let's keep an eye on it, go from there. Or yeah. if they feel we need to come in, like, by all means, they'll tell us. That's yeah. special. It's really special. Um, I also see that you do uh, Dutch tests. I do. That I was the next thing about I that. was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> you perfect. read my mind. <laughs> We're on the same page. Yeah. Um, I think something about my background also that's important is that I'm traditionally trained. So I'm a traditional board certified family nurse practitioner. Um, That means in my studies and in my certification, there's really no special attention to vitamins, herbals, holistic, Mm -hmm. anything like that. And uh, so when I opened the clinic, I had several patients ask me about the Dutch test. And I said, oh, no, that's not really in my wheelhouse. And then people kept asking, and I thought, what is this thing? I should probably mm-hmm. spend time looking into it and not just say, no, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I read into it some really great peer-reviewed studies that show dried urine at spot check times makes more sense than a collection of urine in a jug that you're kind of averaging out all of the hormones and the metabolite. Mm-hmm. So I started offering the Dutch test, which is the dried urine test for comprehensive hormones. Mm-hmm. And there's several different options that you can do. Um, some, most of them are focused on, um, you know, female and male hormones and then their metabolites and how they're processing as well as cortisol. Um, you know, you hear a lot about adrenal fatigue and things like that and how high stress our, our lives are. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I've seen really great results for people who have dove in and done this Dutch test. You pluck urine at different times of the day, depending on which test we're doing. Um, and then because of that, I also expanded into the GI map. So that's a comprehensive stool sample test that's looking for bacteria, fungal, parasites, inflammation, gut mucosal health. Um, It gives us all those markers. And so then I can say, hey, here's some dietary or supplement options uh, that really might help your symptoms. And let's get to the root. Your root is a bacterial imbalance or your root is you have too much cortisol, you know, depending on the situation. So it's been incredible. (laughs) And I'm so glad to have so many holistic 
um, healthcare providers and my network of resources that have mm-hmm. taught me these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome that you do that. Um, I have like a very general understanding of the Dutch test and, and what it is, um, you know, I've, and then the stool testing, like that's, I've done that. Like it's super, I mean, it's, it's awkward at first, yeah. but like, it's not that bad. I mean, it's, no. it ain't that bad. You just got to kind of suck it up and do it, but yeah. it tells you so much information and you don't really realize i think a lot of people don't necessarily realize like how important the gut and proper gut healing is and everything like that and you can get that off from that stool test correct yes and to have for me um it's really great to just have scientific data in front of me Mm -hmm. you know i'm not just saying things based off of symptoms i have numbers that say this is out of balance and here's how we can fix that Mm -hmm. that's really great it is it is um, and then the Dutch test going back to that. So you get the results and it's a lot of hormone st- testing, correct? Pages. Yeah. Pages, pages. <laughs> yep. Cool. So, I mean, you get basically, I mean, a blueprint of that individual. Yeah. And then you can dissect that and come up with an individualized plan of care mm-hmm. based on what that, that test tells. Correct. Yeah. And I, I kind of market myself as, traditionally trained holistic friendly because I don't want anyone to think I'm a specialist in holistic or or Mm -hmm. hormones or bioidentical hormones or things like that um it's certainly an area that I've now become more competent but not an expertise and uh so what I'm able to do is then I can call the company and say okay I got the results today on patient a um this is my interpretation do you agree and I'm connected with a specialist and I have an ability to consult with them for both the stool test and the urine test for every single um, patient that submits a sample. And so then I'm able to have that expert consultation and then I can translate that for the patient. Because generally, if there's something imbalanced, we can't tackle everything at once. We've got to, you know, be really methodical about it. And mm-hmm. um, I have the support to do so. That's huge. That's awesome. Um, I've never heard a bad thing about that test, the company, or people being disappointed after getting it. Um, right. So it's, it's awesome. It's, it's really cool. Um, I had another question based off of that in my mind. I had like two or three questions. <laughs> and here I am, can't remember any of them. Um, well, I, I wanted to say something about, so since Dutch and the GI map are typically more of a homeopathic, naturopathic, um, individuals who have previously seen a naturopath or even maybe a a certified holistic nurse practitioner. They're familiar with self-pay. Um, so I just wanted to give a couple statistics. So mm-hmm. according to the Direct Primary Care Coalition, uh, which is a really interesting website about this model of healthcare, um, there's about 1,600 physician-owned models that fit into that category. Most of those are membership-based. So you pay a certain monthly fee, you can have unlimited access to the provider, and then you just pay above and beyond for um, imaging and tests and things like that. Um, Another thing I'm part of is the Wedge for Health Freedom. And so that's someone who lives anywhere in the U.S. can go to their website, the Wedge for Health Freedom. Um, And there's 460 practices who have submitted themselves to that website to be listed. Um, So in order to be on there, you can't take insurance and you have to be a non-participating provider with Medicare, Medicaid. Um, And so that's a way that you can find a freedom-minded, you know, having the patient at the center of all of the decisions it's a way that you can be sure that you're getting a provider that fits that category. Nice. Is there anything specific people should look for when going through something like that? Do you mean like how do they find the right provider? 
Oh, mm, you have to interview them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay. um, my, so my, I have two boys um, and they have a terrific family practice position um, that they still go to because I can't be the end all be all. It's good for mm-hmm. them to have, you know, another set of eyes yeah, on them. Sure. Um, and he's great. He spends all the time we need. He's very patient with all of my opinions. Um, and so that's great. But we got to know him and now have that trust. So I would say for anyone looking for a provider, just have that preliminary established care appointment um, and ask them a few tough questions and see if you feel your personality is looking and jiving. Um, you know, some patients I feel more of a kindred spirit with than others. So I think there's just, you know, that normal, um, you know, human connection. Right. But I would say all of the patients that I've had anyway, um, they do keep coming back because we we click. They're looking for someone that wants them in the driver's seat and is open to their input. I'm never threatened when a patient comes in and says, I did WebMD symptom checker. I think this is what I have. I'm like, okay, that's a great starting point. Let's rule it in or out and then go from there. Um, That's not threatening to me. So Mm -hmm. I guess that is one thing I would say. Look for a provider that doesn't mind when you come in with suggestions because who of us knows everything and who better to say what you think you might have than the person who is actually feeling the symptoms. Look for someone like that. Perfect. Got to know, like, and trust them, especially when it comes to your health. Mm-hmm. I mean, have to. Yep. Really have to. Um, and then I had, I had something else. Um, so general blood work and everything like that, you do as well, correct? Yeah. Like you kind mm-hmm. of do all of that. Um, and it was about the Dutch test, and it just came back. So say somebody goes, they initially get it. You kind of work the problem or work the plan. Do you recommend they get it again after a certain amount of time? I have not. um, But again, I've been only doing it for about six months. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a a price commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's about $500 for for most of the tests. So Mm -hmm. I would say um, if you're feeling better, which you should be, because we've identified what the problems are, it wouldn't be necessary until there was a a change. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that information, it's going to take a while to work through and and re-regulate everything. Um, Like I said, methodically before. So there's probably a time and a place, but no, it's not something I've routinely recommended at this point. Yeah. yeah. I was genuinely curious because yeah. to me, I, I kind of feel the same. Like if, the, if things feel good, you're feeling better to like keep working yeah. it. But yeah. Um, awesome. And then you are located in Appleton, correct? Whereabouts in Appleton? So I would call it the North side, but people who grew up here probably have something more descriptive. <laughs> Um, I'm on Northland Ave, right between Mead oh. and Oneida. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty easy. I have patients that come from uh, the Green Bay area. I have patients mm-hmm. that come from Wapaka, uh, Oshkosh, Hortonville, Greenville, Appleton, kind of a little bit all over. Um, and then Two Rivers, I think, is my farthest. Oh, wow. Two like Rivers. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a, I used to make that drive Okay. in a previous <laughs> life <Yeah. laughs> a few years back yeah. um, for a prior well, job. Okay. We picked this spot because it's um, close to home. It's nice and easy for people to get to. It's a huge exam room, so mm-hmm. I can accommodate the whole family. And that was really what I was looking for. Some of the other spaces I had looked at leasing uh, were pretty small. It would have been okay for an exam table and maybe a small desk, but I wanted to be able to have mom and kids. You know, another thing with COVID, it's been really restricted who you can come to appointments with. Mm. Um, and I just want everybody to be able to be here. So I've had families as large as seven um, members in the exam room comfortably. Everybody has a seat. And then I can just do one at a time and work my way through their visit. Uh, and so 
terrific. We're in the, um, it was formerly Elba Birth Center. So we took oh, yeah. over their space. Oh, okay. I got you. I can picture that now. Yeah. I, uh, I grew up in Milwaukee and I've been up here now for about five years. The first year we lived in Appleton um, or a little shoot. So I'm a little familiar with it. Not a whole lot. Um, yeah. Shoot, I've been in Green Bay for four years, and then people ask me things, and I'm like, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got to get out and venture a bit. But yeah. um, is there anything else you want us to know about what you guys are doing over there? Uh, um, well, well, I get a lot of questions about my name, about Lily. Hey. So I'll yeah. answer that quick. Um, I mentioned That's that I didn't grow up here. I'm yeah. from the UP, um, barely, Menominee, Michigan. My <laughs> husband always joked because it's right across the border from Wisconsin. So it he's a devoted Wisconsinite. Um, but I grew up in Menominee and my family heritage is a whole bunch of things, but Finnish is my favorite. So when mm. I graduated nursing school, we took a family trip to Finland. We have um, distant relatives that live there that we keep in pretty regular contact with. Um, and I just love the Finnish language, their food, their very stoic personalities. There's just lots of things I love about it. Um, and so Loyly is pronounced a little different authentically, but that's my English pronunciation of it. Um, and so it's actually the healing steam that comes off of a sauna. So if you're going sauna, it's called, um, it's an experience and it's, it's an emotional experience. It's physical healing. It's good for your lungs. It's good for allergies, all the things. Uh, and so when I was looking for a clinic name, I wanted something that had a personal meaning to me since this is such a personal investment. So we picked Loily, and it looks so cute with the little dot above the O as well. So that made it for a design feature for my artistic <laughs> husband. Yeah. I didn't know uh, if there was like a special way to say it because of those two dots. Mm. That really threw me off. Yeah. Well, I, I'll stutter all over it if I try to say it in the true way. But you can Google it and Siri will tell you. Yeah. Good old Siri. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's good. And that was actually a question. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I know yeah. we had talked about that before we hit record. Yeah. Never got back to it. My yeah. bad. Um, cool. Anything else? Um, I think a part of my passion for opening this is I want the patient to be in charge. So mm-hmm. um, you will never have pressure if you come here to do what I think you should do. Um, so if somebody came in, for example, and say they're 58 years old and um, they're generally healthy. And I say, okay, so the general screening blood work is check your kidney function, liver function, let's check your cholesterol, um, and kind of go from there. If someone says, I am never taking a cholesterol medicine, then I'll say, okay, do you want to just skip it then? <laughs> we don't need to check your, your cholesterol if there's no way I can convince you to take something. Um, and so that's another way of cost savings and making the patient feel like they're in control because they are. And who's ultimately responsible for the patient outcome? They are. So you and I are responsible for our own health. We are able to take the input of providers and therapists and pharmacists and, you know, all of the others, but we are ultimately responsible for our outcome. So we should have that ultimate say. Um, and so I'm really proud that no one will ever, ever feel pressured or cornered when they come. I love that. I mean, that's what it's about, right? Yeah. Is patient empowerment, um, kind of educating them on how to best take care of themselves like we're here but we're not going to we're going to help but it's mm-hmm. ultimately not up to us like right. it's it's them and that's i love everything you just said about that it's awesome i wrote that down <laughs> that's real good that's real good awesome well i've got a few uh final questions for you 
okay. coming in hot, lightning round. Um, the first one, you know, we're kind of hitting a bad time of season. Not a bad time, but a cooler time. But what's your uh, favorite health-related activity to do around good old Wisconsin? Fresh air, however I can get fresh air. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like when I'm at home, I'm inside doing household things. When I'm at work, I'm here in the clinic. And um, so most days when I get home from work, I just say, I need to go outside. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. So as a family, we're either biking, going to the dog park, just going to a regular park, um, really anything outside. I would say um, truly therapeutic thing I enjoy is massage because mm. it just keeps everything flowing and it's good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that, that fresh air is awesome. We currently, um, I don't know, don't have many windows where we're at, and it's tough to get outside. It's been so nice the past couple of days. Yeah. I have not been outside at all. It's been It's awful. just a shame. I know. We don't have many of those days left. No. But it, it just changes your whole mindset when you just get some good fresh air and get your heart rate up a little bit. So mm-hmm. For real. It does. Awesome. What's your uh, favorite health-related book? And health is vague. There's a, it's a big umbrella term. Hmm. I don't read a lot of health-related books, honestly. Nice. If, if I'm doing um, any reading on health-related topics, it's more likely peer-reviewed journals or um, things from other nurse practitioner associations mm-hmm. or things like that. Um, I will say, I put it in front of me because I was anticipating this question. Um, so there's a book that I would have never expected to read that was really transformative for me. And I read it this summer. It's called Stem Cell Therapy, A Rising Tide, um, How Stem Cells Are Disrupting Medicine and Transforming Lives. So I've become an independent uh, contractor for a company based out of Florida, and I'm doing stem cell infusions here at the clinic. That's so it's not awesome. something that's on my service list or anything like that because I'm doing it as an independent contractor. Um, but the company is called New Hope Regeneration. And I received the stem cell therapy myself and I've seen such a difference um, for people I care about. And so the book just talks about so much um, in other countries, how healthcare is done so differently. Um, We say health and care when we say healthcare, but we're not really doing that much for health sometimes. And we certainly aren't doing much for care. Mm -hmm. So when you look at how other countries are doing it, um, it's really impressive. So stem cell therapy has been, you know, 30 plus years of really changing autoimmune diseases and um, all sorts of concerns and and symptoms that people have that are really debilitating. So the book changed my perspective on being more open-minded to look at other countries and how they do things, um, as well as uh, legitimized for me how how healing stem cell therapy can be. Nice. That's awesome. I'll have to check that one out. That's so cool you do stem cells. Yeah. Like, that's awowesome. It is. Powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> it feels pretty amazing. It's a tiny little quantity. Um, and I typically give it IV, but you can do it lots of different ways. Um, and it, it's a donation from a consenting mom who delivered a full-term healthy baby um, from their umbilical cords, um, all U.S.-based mm-hmm. infants. And it's always an emotional experience. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> um, and then... Final question. What's a piece of advice that you would give to someone maybe looking to take um, steps to living a healthier life or take more ownership of their health? Hmm. I would say I see people trying a lot of things. You know, if you're frustrated and you're not feeling well or you're hopping onto a new trend, which isn't wrong in itself, 
um, sometimes people are throwing too many changes at themselves at a time and that's just not sustainable and it might not be helpful. Um, so I like, to, I like to tell people to focus back on Maslow's hierarchy of needs and just really think about, are you moving? Are you resting? Are you drinking? Are you hitting the right nutrition? Focus on those things and then you might need less of the additives. You might need less supplements, less specialty things um, if those bases are covered really well. Um, so sometimes I have people strip things back to that and just let's work on the basics for a little bit. Nice. I like that. So that strong foundation, right? Can't got to do that. Awesome. Last question. If people want to contact you, where can they go? Um, website, social media, if they want to learn more, where, sure. what you got? Well, um, the website is loyally family practice. So loyally, L O Y L Y F P.com. And then on Facebook, same thing, loyally family practice. And my phone number, email, everything is on there. So you can connect me through Messenger. Uh, scheduling online is really handy for people. That way they can see what I have open and compare it with their own calendars. Um, and you just need your name and date of birth and email address to schedule online. And then I send you a confirmation back. But with any questions, um, people are certainly welcome to call. And I'll call you back if I miss, if I miss you. Awesome. That sounds great. And we'll be sure to link to all of that as well. So people can see that directly. Um, and hopefully reach out. Okay. Cool. Awesome to have. So, well, I appreciate your time and uh, all the info you gave. It sounds like you guys are doing, you guys, team, are doing <laughs> yep, awesome stuff. Yeah, it is a team effort. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, as always, guys, we will uh, talk to you soon. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab, more information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast, please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.